Magrai. The winners, the people, the places, and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tap. Travelling to the side of the track now, they go past the 600. Uh, Agento Perlo is only a length in front now of Ladude, who moved out to be second. Uh, they're followed by Fastnet Flyer, who's tracking up along the inside. Twin Spears in the centre. Then came Pro-Ann from the back and Snip Fitz on the inside. Regal Reese is well back with Drum Show, who's well back in the field with Addicted as they travel towards the Bender. They've got about 3.50 to go. Ladude ran to the lead. Uh, Clear of Twin Spear, Agento Perlo, Fastnet Flyers popping off the rail to give chase, and here's Proan to the outside. It's Ladude in front, Proan out wide on the track, raced up to go to the lead now from Ladude, Fastnet Flyer in Twin Spear, it's Proan in front, Ladude trying hard, Proan in front, close to home, Proan got the money, beat Ladude, tight third, Twin Spears in a photo with Fastnet Flyer, Agento Perlo, drum show. Well back, snip fit, regal. Proan taking out last Friday, Central Highlands Cup at Emerald, one of the Country Cup's challenge qualifier heats with the call there from Scott Power and Sonia Wiseman and Tracy Simmons combining there with Proan. And on the same day, the Country Stampede qualifier went to uh, Zukaz for Nathan Day and Boy Foster. As we welcome you to Bushbeat for another week here on Radio Tab, rounding up all of the country news, and we're into the exciting stage of the 2020 Racing Queensland Country Cups and Country Stampede Challenge. Just the one leg to go with Roma Cup Day coming up this Saturday. Lots of news coming up on the show today, including Ringo's Magic taking out the Mount Perry Cup and news on Try and Run Amuck winning the Julia Creek Cup. And plenty of other news to round up as well. As always, helping us out with that news is Rob Luck. G'day, Rob. Uh, good morning, Tony. And uh, it's really uh, heating up now as we get to the, uh, the latter stages of the heats of the Country Stampede and Country Cups qualifiers and those ones coming out of Emerald were very strong pointers to the final. But, Tony, I think there's one that stood out on the weekend. Uh, we look at the Cairns racing on Sunday and one of our favourite horses we've reported on for Bushbeat in Penny Agua. What a win. And as they go to the 440, it's still Tambo's heart rolling along in front. Salesman goes to second and they were followed by Penny Agua who's three wide around them. Masquero's in the middle. Zarmex is held up behind them and they were followed by Pure Rebel who's gone right to the outside. Buxton's trying to thread a passage through between runners and Roxburgh is there. Tambo's heart's given his head. Led still by a length and a half. Penny Agua's down in the middle of the track. Salesman in the centre. They were followed back behind them by Mascaero. Buxton, where to look? At the moment, though, Tambo's heart. Paniagua on the outside. Paniagua! He's done it again, Paniagua. He's beaten, I think, Mascaero and Tambo's heart in a photo. They were followed by Buxton and Salesman, and then came right home down the outside, came Pure Rebel. It was a bit of a win, wasn't it, Rob? The Kansas City Cup, the uh, 15th of the Country Cups Challenge qualifiers, going to Bonnie Thompson, Alex Malief on Paniagua. Uh, beating Maquiro, Tambo's Hart and Buxton. Um, waited until Bonnie waited right until the very death, coming down the outside, as they say, under the grandstand, under the roses. Well, it's almost under the tropical veranda at Cairns uh, when you're coming down past the winning post there. But oh, it was a great win by Paniagra on Sunday. Oh, definitely. And in those riding for Abbey colours that Bonnie so proudly uh, sport, supports, uh, just great to see that. And what a story, as we've uh, outlined here many times and had Alex Malief on the show with this particular horse, He's come off the Cairns Cup win. I think that's going back to August, Tony, and this was first up. This is a big training effort, uh, 1,400 metres back from the 2,100. Uh, this horse has gone through the grades, 
moves through the three-year-old company into these open company races. He adds the exciting dimension now to this final coming up um, on December 5. We're getting closer and closer, Tony, as we welcome uh, Andrew Watts to the show this morning to review all of those uh, heat winners that came through from Friday and Sunday. Good morning to you, Wattsy. And a little birdie told me some time ago that we better watch out for the Far North Queensland horses this year. Well, there's one we just heard in Penny Agua that will certainly be pretty close to an opening favourite, I would think, in this Country Cups. Good morning, uh, Tony. Good morning, Rob. And, uh, yeah, there's no doubt that he was uh, very impressive there. But I I, I think the run of the race was the second horse, Macaro, Macquiro, however you want to say it. Ridden upside down by Kate Southam, uh, freshen up run. Uh, it had to be healed along at some stages because he generally comes from the back and he's all but stolen the race. So uh, that's a really good pipe opener uh, for that second horse. I'm, that's the one I'm following from the race. Peniaga was good. Uh, as Tony said, he, he bloused them uh, right at the uh, in the last stride and, and there's no arguing the horse's record. Um, he's won a stack in a row now. He's won uh, seven from 12 with one minor placings. Um, all his statistics... Uh, read as though he will start favourite in that that country uh, cups final uh, come December five. Gee whiz, Robert's getting close. It certainly is, and I know Alex Malief is pretty excited to get down there and uh, bring Penny Agua down, and also to catch up with people and have a good chat and a beer as well. I'm sure we'll love to do that, uh, as we've had Alex on the show before, but. Well, see, I've got to say one thing about Penny Agua that comes through to me. Apart from the fact that this was the first up run back from uh, August 28 with the Cairns Cup. Uh, he's come back in distance. He likes the 1,400. He's three from three at it. But he's come through the three-year-old grades. But what I do like is the fact he's proven himself now twice in this open company standard. And he's proven himself from 1,100 to 2,100. Um, so he's got the strength in the legs. I think he's got a bit of a sprint in the legs. The fact that he's handled these two open company runs and in both cases, he's won them very similarly, uh, winning in the last couple of bounds. He's a horse with a will to win. And um, Mikiro, yeah, he comes off that run in the Innisfail Cup that he won. He's already in there. And I thought Tambo's heart made an interesting run because he's qualified for the sprint, the stampede, and he's bobbed up in here and nearly taken the, uh, the qualifier for the Country Cups. Now, he's really... Uh, got a big chance in that sprint based on that performance. That will really strengthen him uh, to drop back to the 1,100. It's It certainly will do that. Now, just having a look at this sheet. Uh, is he qualified, Rob? Because I know he needed another start. No, Tambo's, um, Tambo's hard if I've got my eyesight right. Yeah, he's in the highlighted in black colours there. That, um, well, he's, he, that he's right to roll, he's, so he's, he's now qualified. He's right to roll. Uh, he's qualified yeah, he, for the Stampede. Stampede, yeah, no, we'll we'll get to that shortly, Rob. But uh, as you said, that was a good run in in the race. Um, but yeah, Penny Penny Agua, I uh, I do agree with you there. I think he'll be uh, one of the more favoured runners, that's for sure. And uh, in the sprint, uh, there was one by um, Barat. Mm-hmm. For I'm just, just <laughs> waiting for my screen. Yeah, for Janelle Ryan and Brian Wiggins, uh, that was a very impressive uh, win as well over Hidden in Heaven and Desert. Cowboy. A bit disappointing there was only the six starters on the day, but uh, 
uh, Barat, um, owned uh, by Chris Jorgensen. Uh, they certainly know how to, to buy a horse that's competitive up there in the north. It's won 11 from 44 with 18 minor placings, a fantastic record, and uh, is qualified for the race. Yeah, definitely. And I think he's probably coming down with some of the best credentials uh, in the past couple of years from the far north. He's one from the 950 to the 1200. He certainly does like cans. He's three from seven at the track. But he's been placed in that provincial standard at Townsville and uh, a couple of runs there and at Innisfale on the tab day in his last three. So he, uh, he had a little bit less weight than uh, the runner-up hidden in heaven was ever so game. Um, so again, he comes in uh, with very strong credential. He's qualified, as you say, as is the runner-up hidden in heaven. Um, and I think he's probably coming down as one of the better representatives out of the far north in the last couple of years in terms of that Battle of the Bush type series. I think Barat adds a really good dimension again to this uh, stampede. Back to Emerald on Friday, where the Country Cups uh, qualify the Highlands Cup over the 1,615 metres. And it was a, a true staying test uh, with Argento Perlo uh, rattling off some lightning sections through the middle stage. Stages and it was the favourite Proane who uh, saluted Ladude and uh, Twin Spear and Fastnet Flyer. They were all in the finish, but Proane uh, brought that strong provincial uh, form to Emerald. Uh, it goes well there at Emerald. That's its fourth win out of 12 goes. Has one up to 1,800 metres, is qualified. Um, Rob, I think definitely a player come final day. Yeah, and he's come through a third behind Regal Reese in a heat at Yapoon, uh, and that was 1,400, so he stepped up to the uh, 1,600, which seemed to suit him better than Regal Reese, which was actually short in the market in that Emerald race. Yeah, pro and uh, Tracy Simmons uh, will have this ready uh, on the day, I'm quite sure. And uh, he, he's been consistent old eight-year-old, this Dane Shadow. So uh, Ledoux has been trying ever so hard to get itself into the, uh, into the final. That could easily uh, still happen. Uh, Watsi, as we discuss shortly, the uh, mm. conditions that uh, relate to these uh, acceptances, final acceptances. But, uh, yeah, he was a, a very good win there. But I, I thought out of Emerald on that day, that stampede win of Zucas, uh, it's a dual winner now, of course, and of, uh, that changes who goes into the final. Uh, and in this particular case, Zucas already being a winner, uh, Awanichi has still got to... Um, uh, it's got insufficient non-tab starts still at this point, but Palladian could easily sneak into the field because it's qualified and it ran third in the race, obviously. But what a marvel Zucas is. He's got this form line through District from the Cloncurry win, and then District, of course, won at Ewan, and, and there's been runners out of that Ewan uh, heat that have continued on in winning form. So Zucas, to me, he's got a 50% win record at the 1,100 metres, and I think Boy Foster, he'll have him... Cherry ripe on the day. He sat wide the whole way with speed, and he was just way, way too strong. I thought in the uh, in the end in that race, it was outstanding. When I've been calling him a giant killer since February, when he, he won the weight for age there at Emerald, um, all the way back in February, and he goes around at silly odds all the time. And he's a very good horse. He's won 15 races from 49 attempts with five minor placings. As you said, 50% win record at uh, at the distance. Um, and he's knocked over some good horses in doing it. And um, I, I remember uh, Boy Foster mentioning the Maxi Tanks one day at Longreach after uh, Bush Caviar had um, retired that he had one uh, to fill his shoes, and that was Zucas. And, um, well, can he go one better than Bush Caviar did all the way back in the inaugural Battle of the Bush where he got beaten a nose? 
Um, he's done everything right. Um, I looked through that district line at Cloncurry as well as, as the form line to follow. He's a real player. And uh, the other day showed that it doesn't matter where he draws. He drew 12 of 12 and sat on the pace and, and was just too strong. And he didn't look for a second like getting beaten. So um, Boy Foster's he's got a red-hot chance uh, in the country stampede. That's for sure, Rob. And he reminds me so much of Butch Caviar, this horse, in that manner of running, being able to sit wide, be up on the pace and be strong at the finish. And, of course, Bush Caviar went down second to long neck, I think, in the opening uh, year of the Battle of the Bush. And Zuko's winning out the 1,300 goes in its favour. So there's some uh, couple... Of, well, every one of those heats on the weekend, what's he have been outstanding uh, heats, and they've just added that depth, I think, now. Because we've found some news. You've got some news for us this morning that will indicate the com, um, complexion of this field, the final field, particularly in the country cups, is going to t- uh, mm. be changed a fair bit because we're going to be robbed of a fair bit of interest with the news you've got this morning regarding Deadly Choices and Balenti. Yeah, both horses um, won't be taking their spot in the country cups final. Uh, Deadly Choices uh, to undergo a knee operation may have already done so. So last year's winners out and Balenti still hasn't recovered from the stone bruise. Um, it niggled up, but it raised its head again after its barky win. I was talking to Ray Herman yesterday, and he's not keen on uh, risking the horse. And, and we can all understand the logistics of uh, taking a horse away from home, uh, all that travel and stuff, if they're not quite right. So definitely uh, made the right decision there. And while we're on the, the Herman stable, um, a big shout-out to uh, Clary Herman, uh, who's been taken ill uh, from a stockyard um, injury, I believe, uh, Rob, and he's been in hospital in Townsville, so all the best, and I get well soon to Clary Herman. Yeah, well said, Watsy, and I believe he's uh, recovering slowly there after that incident with the cattle in the yard there, and uh, it's a real shame that we've lost from the northwest to central west uh, Balenti and Deadly Choices because that then does change the complexity of this race, and uh, we've seen uh, Penny Agua, he's put himself up there at the top, I think, but just to look closely at these races now the key thing december 5 is the final now every one of these horses that have been in the heats are nominated by racing queensland for this particular final whether it be the stampede or the country cups but you must accept and the acceptance has come out i'm sure it's the wednesday prior the week before not the wednesday in the week of the uh december 5 the 25th of november would be around that wednesday so you must accept, and the goal is to try and have two for each region. Now, take, for example, Balenti coming out, which puts Van Winkle in as long as Van Winkle accepts. But if he didn't, just as a scenario, Andrew, if Van Winkle and Riola didn't accept, then you'd go to the other heat in the region, which was splits in the Black Hole Cup. He goes in if he accepts. Then Fab's Cowboy would go in uh, if he accepted. It all depends on the acceptances of these horses that have qualified going into the final. Um, and it, it does change the, the complexion of the field uh, with Valenti and mm. Deadly Choices, but it's going to be really interesting when those acceptances come out uh, to make sure that people do accept uh, by the 25th, I think it is, of November. Yeah, very much so. It's uh, That's, I think, crucial and probably, uh, well, I won't say probably, but perhaps it's a little detail that maybe... Uh, some mightn't have read in the fine print. I'm just having a look there and trying to squint at the white uh, white font on the green background, which is really easy to see, <laughs> I've got to say. But, yes, all place getters um, are deemed to be automatically nominated for the final if eligible. Uh, unplaced horses from the 16 qualifiers may nominate if eligible 
with nominations closing 11am Monday 23rd of November and acceptances due 10am Wednesday 25th of November. But the barrier draw then is the following Wednesday uh, to be conducted through Racing Australia 9am Wednesday 2nd of December. So as you've highlighted there, Rob, uh, crucial that people realise that the uh, nominations and acceptances are going to be not the Monday before and Wednesday before the race, but it'll be the week before, effectively. It's next week. And basically, that allows trainers from all the different areas to get organised and get their horses down there, and particularly in instances where they may not have thought they had a run, and suddenly they find, yes, we are in. And I think mm. there's going to be a few few interesting surprise runners in there. Um, Tony and Watsy? Yeah, and Robert, probably pays for, for trainers to uh, to have a look and uh, probably get in contact with, with Cole Truscott if they have any queries, because there's a few... Uh, dual winners and there's still yeah. especially in the stampede there's still a few horses in the places etc that haven't uh, yet qualified so uh, it might take the uh, the time just to, to line your ducks up in a row because as you said Robert does appear there might be a couple of uh, curly ones come uh, acceptance day and that will change again after the Roma Cup meeting on the weekend the nominations already in for the Roma Cup and uh, obviously horses like SEL are planning their campaign through that last heat he's nominated Fab's Cowboy trying to cement a position in it an interesting one I thought was Billy the Kid in the Cup because he ran in the uh, Stampede in Emerald and ran a closing fifth uh, in there and then you go to the uh, Stampede and again, uh, you've got a, a, a good, strong series of runners here. Jen Dabeen, who, who likes that surface, hard stride. He might be 10, but he's he's in good winning form. And and you've got some local ones from our area here with Wicked Express, Pulley Max, and, of course, the dual winner already, Muron, uh, likely to face up as well. A lot of interest in Roma coming up um, on the weekend, uh, Andrew. And, uh, of course, next week after Roma, we're going to be tied down to that getting closer to that final field. Um, and then the week after, we're going to have to come up with some selections. Yeah, well, it's it's getting interesting, isn't it? We're, we're getting to the pointy end. And uh, back to those Roman noms, what, a, what fantastic support um, for their seven-race card. 119 nominations. So a uh, big day there uh, for you on Saturday, Tony. Only forecasting 36 degrees. I'm quite pleased about that. Well, some people will be thinking that's hot. I've had a few Roma Cups that have been 40 and 42. That's pretty normal. And, and the locals will be saying, you know, yeah, you're getting soft, Clements. Well, I am, yes. I've you know, moved out of Roma 25 years ago. So, yes, I am getting soft. And I don't cope with, I don't cope with 42 the way I used to, boys. So make sure there's plenty of the sponsors product going. I'm a little bit concerned, going. Tony, that you haven't had the preliminary lead-up performances <laughs> from the various cup meetings leading into Roma. But you'll be right for December 5. Oh, yeah. First, first up fresh into Roma. Yeah. Uh, be, be coming off a long spell off the, uh, the long run-up. <laughs> as COVID has played havoc with all those carnivals that you usually attend. But, uh, look, I think we've, uh, we're, we're looking at a very interesting development uh, in here, and I think it's going to be a good balance of um, strong contenders going through both of these finals come December 5. We've come a long way since we started off all the way back on the 26th of September with the heats at Ewan, Longreach, Mount Isa and Taroom, all the way through to the final heats uh, coming through for both the Stampede and the Country Cup this Saturday at Roma. It's been a, a great series so far, boys. And what's it been great to have you as part of the coverage? Not over yet. You've got plenty of homework to do ready for next week. Good stuff, boys. Uh, thanks for your time. Uh, good morning, Tony. And good morning, Rob. Good morning, listeners. Good on you, Watsy. Getting back to the grassroots of racing, this is Bush Beat. Rob, it wasn't just the uh, Emerald and Cairns programs that caught our attention on the weekend. We've got plenty of other country news to roll through from the weekend of racing, including Ringo's Magic winning the Matt Perry Cup and try and run amok taking out the Julia Creek Cup. 
Yeah, and I'm going to go in alphabetical order and work from the Central West back into the coastlines, Tony, and look at Blackall for their final meeting of the year. This an ultimate meeting of the Central West with Bar Calden coming up in two weeks' time. And I'm going to feature the maiden winner on the day, and it's by Sizzling, uh, that we're talking about Balenti, he's by Sizzling. Well, there's a Sizzling gelding that had its first start for Todd Austin, ridden by Alicia Ross. It's called Sicillating, uh, a bit slowly away, and then it just got into its rhythm, went to the front, and absolutely demolished the field. It was 11 and a half lengths, the margin in this. But impressively, the time was 109.38, and it was quicker than the open plate and just slightly slower than the benchmark 55. It had its ears pricked coming to the turn, this horse. So I think there's a future. It's hard to, to suggest a maiden is going to go on and, and go and do something outstanding. But this Blackall meeting has a tendency to produce these maiden winners. One was Boingo years ago, won it, uh, uh, by eight lengths, and it ended up running second in the open plate on the same day. So Sicillating, Toddy Austin, Alicia Ross, it's one to follow. It was very impressive after placing at Toowoomba and Sunshine Coast last prep. And uh, the uh, Carolyn Colours came to the fore. And uh, Pammy Carolyn, after the race, called out to me in the callers box. I think I've got a good one here. Well, it was pretty evident with that strong win over the beaten Braddock down. I did mention Boingo just then. She uh, never run out of a place in this track ever since that maiden win. But Drayman was too strong on the day, and it was a heady ride by Tessa Townsend with a strong wind down the back straight. And they had the wind behind them up the straight. And he's never won over 1,200 before. But he ended up being too strong, led all the way to defeat Boingo. They had to make a sweeping run from the back and got beaten a length with Zenday into third place. So um, Drayman, he's an interesting runner because I think he might bob up somewhere in that... uh, in the uh, yes, he's uh, behind Muron, who's a dual winner, so he he becomes eligible for that stampede. It was a double for Todos and Alicia Ross. They had the, the scintillating win, but earlier in the day they had Spice Trader, a great ride. Alicia Ross missed the start, snuck along the rails, came out too wide, got up in a tight finish over Floss's Dream and Hot Chocolate. And Mark Johnson bought Oric Gold up. He's had two from two at the track now. Dan McGilvray. A good ride again, defeating Night in Paradise. Going to win a race shortly, that Galloper. And Angels of Fenway into third. And the racing wrapped up in Blackhall with the John Patterson stable having a great time with my cousin Bossy, of course, uh, qualified for that Country Cups. Well, here's another one, Master of the Turf. He's had four wins from his last five. Now at Roma, Charleville, Blackhall. And he was too strong for the last start winner, Shadow Vision and Sparman. So a really nice uh, race to wrap up there at the uh, meeting there for Blackhall. Keep an eye out on Sicillating, a maiden winner that I think can go a little bit higher in the next few starts. We go up to uh, Home Hill and the meeting up there and um, featured with the double of Emily Cass. Oh, and what a win for Mighty Meerkat. This is a horse with a bit of a following, Tony. He's eight years old, but listen to this. He won his first maiden at start number 69 in Mackay, and he's won his second at start 81. He's had two wins, 12 seconds, 10 thirds out of 81 starts. And he's been in the money four of his uh, past 11 runs before this win. He's got a real cult following and no one could deny Ian Shaw's celebrations with Mighty Meerkat in the Class B over Metro Missile and uh, Bold Zip in that particular race. And Emily Cass then booted home Kingsbridge. Now, this one came off a fourth in the Innisfail and Gordonvale Cup. Now, his form's pretty strong and he defeated Fluidity Another one that goes into the Country Cups final, if they do accept through, and get out of my nay. And it was a strong finish by Fluidity. I think he's a horse that does like that distance of the 1830, though. 
Ronnie Finch. We're here talking about maidens having a winner. This Monashi Mountain, Battle Mountain, first win in 31 starts. He's run second. At he, uh, he was second three runs back. He defeated Harrington and Moglawina for the Mansman team. So Frankie Edwards kicking that home for Ron Finch. The Mansman team did have a win with the swell with Chelsea Jossick, Jockick in the benchmark uh, 65, a spirit of boom. You knew they were going to perform on the day when you saw the performance of Jonker, that spirit of boom, and the Keith now quality. Well, one one at home hill as well. The swell defeated Tell Everybody and Golden Charles. And Charlie de Villiers and, and Wanderson, uh, they produced one by Nakoni called Institution, defeated Dutch Rocket and Changing Clear. First run since July for the new stable coming off country New South Wales provincial form. It's also a strong win out of that particular meeting. Um, but good on you, Mighty Meerkat. Win number two in your career. Julia Creek. Uh, the meeting up... Oh, they had a great crowd up there. They had uh, a massive crowd up there and they were all into the beach gear and everything else. And it was a pretty big clean-up on the Sunday morning from what I could see on the social media uh, reports. But Dan Ballard kicking off the meeting. Uh, race-to-race double with an O'Reilly Galloper. Rock and Blitz for Denise Ballard. His mum, ex-Kevin Miller Horse, coming off a second at Gladstone on a Melbourne Cup day. Got up over Boss's daughter and Shanahan. And then he combined with Jay Morris with a real saga called Fast Chips. Had its second run for the stable. It's placed at Mount Isa back on the 3rd of November. And it got up over Shivanki and 919. Uh, Warren Bungle uh, continued in winning form for George Tipping, Ray Hancock. Uh, Ray's been having a good trot of late and another winner there. This one won at Mount Isa at its last start. The six-year-old by Congrats. Defeated Dan Ballard's Mount Christmas Creek and Coronada in third. And you mentioned the Julia Creek Cup. It was taken out by Try and Run Amuck, an eight-year-old by Pure Theatre. He came off a fourth at Mount Isa at his last run, and Robert Burrow team, and uh, Jeff Felix. Now, Jeff travelled all the way out there for this meeting and got the reward with the Cup win uh, over Fire Ranger and Masking. And it wouldn't be a, tenure, a meeting without a tenure parry uh, winner. Uh, and she waited till the last on the day when the Not A Single Doubt single story uh, took the win in the cutest benchmark 50. It's not a cutest registered horse. And it got up over the last start winner, Charminar, uh, for George Tipping and Ray Hancock with Miss Ziz into uh, third place. So the Julia Creek Cup, great result there for Robert Burrow and Jeff Felix with try and run amuck. And I'm glad the Mount Perry results come up. They weren't there. The first couple of races were there for the um, Saturday-Sunday. Uh, but uh, great to see the Mount Perry Cup Benchmark 55, the Drumbeats horse, six-year-old. Ringo's Magic, Gavin Dempsey. And here's this young apprentice, Miss Angela Jones, her only winner on the day, but she came off that three wins in a second from force for a uh, ride to the first riding day. And she's won her first cup. Uh, congratulations to you, Angela and Gavin there with the win. It won at Tara three runs back, and it was a good finish because she just got up over Modern Family for Kim Afford and Hannah Richardson. And in third was Craig Learian. There was only just over a half length separating those three runners. But two things come out of this meeting. Again, the ladies ride the program. And Kim Afford went so close to that treble for the day with that nose defeat in the last race because in the first two races, she owned the winner as well in Mower's Girl, ridden by Shannon Stephan. A love conquers all. Second run for the stable. Defeated Toy Witty and Fav Slyer. Then she backed up with another love conquers all in different ownership. Mr. Best, Mr. S. Bennett and Miss J. Bright in the ownership there. Called Love Your Blue. Hannah Richardson riding this galloper. Defeated Konnichiwa and Bitter Grey Magic. Great day out for Kim Afford. She'd probably think it could have been better if that nose defeat had gone the other way in the cup. But I'm quite sure she's happy to get that double. 
And the uh, lady jockeys continued. Shannon Steffen, well, she had the double. Her second one came with Patchy's Gift on uh, for David Reynolds in the ratings band 0 to 60. Two from uh, two from um, two at the track, this horse. First win since uh, Chinchilla back in August. Got up over Wild Element and Queen of Main Street, also for Dave Reynolds' team. And best guess, bounced back to winning form. It was fifth behind Tapper at its last run in one of the heats of the Stampede after it had two wins in a row. And B- Billy Johnson got it back to its best form in the um, Barry Worrell Memorial Open Handicap over the 1,200 metres. The Snippets and seven-year-old had seven wins and uh, seven minor placings now from 35. Defeated Layla's Lad and Music Scene. So Mount Perry, their annual meeting, that cup going to Ringo's Magic. It was a girl's day out. And good on you, Kim Affard. Afford with your double and oh so close near treble. Now, Rob, that uh, Mount Perry meeting was the third leg out of the five race series for the uh, 2020 Racing Queensland Southeast Region Burn It to the Valley Point Series. We started off at Idesville back on the 3rd of October, which seems an eternity ago. Uh, then on Melbourne Cup Day, they had the leg at Cumbia and then Mount Perry on the weekend. Remaining legs to come in December will be December 5 at Nanango, the 1200 metre benchmark 60, and December 19 at Esk in the benchmark 60. Over 1,200 metres there. Done my best to put a points tally together. And so far, I can see Queen of Main Street is leading the horse total with four. Over Patchy Gift with three. Uh, also on three is Velarde Harris and Stazana. David Reynolds has six points in the trainer's tally ahead of Kylie and Corrigiran on three. And then Sheree Vic on two. And at the moment, the jockeys is a five-way tie with three points apiece. Uh, Shannon Stephan, Louise Dillon, Leanne McCoy, Ty Wheeler and Gary Gearan. Because, of course, they get three points for a win, two for a second, one for a third. And those that end up with the uh, the most points at the end of the five-race series for the owners of the horse that accrues the most points is a $3,000 bonus for the trainer, $1,500, and for the jockey, $500. So that's going to be well fought out with those final two legs coming through Nanango on December 5 and Esk on December 19. And you're a great keeper of the series, Tony, because I lose track of whether they've got to qualify and run in a final. And this one's one of those ones where it's based on points, um, situations and then we've got coral coast ones that are happening along the coast and uh, i think there were quite a few results out of uh, where was it Mackay uh, for that particular one so how you keep track of these is absolutely amazing it's a uh, a large spreadsheet i've taken a uh, a leaf out of cole truscott's (laughs) book and tried to put a few uh, little notes there together and we're still working on finalizing the coral coast but i can tell you with the legs that we've had there so far We've had uh, two legs at Rockhampton going back to October 17 and 22nd. The Cairns leg was moved to Innisfail. Uh, that was on uh, uh, November 1st. And then last Saturday was the Mackay leg. This Friday, there are three further races as part of the Coral Coast Shield Series that will be at Townsville on Friday. And then it all leads up to the, uh, the finals day coming up at Townsville on Saturday, 28th of November. This one's a little bit different because there's a, a slightly different uh, competition conditions there uh, where those that are nominated and represent through the series accumulate points through the heats, but they also pick up points through the finals. And it all comes down to nominating their winning charity at the end of it all. Following completion of the finals race day, the club and charity partnership with the highest points total will be awarded the Coral Coast Charity Shield with the winning charity to receive $10,000, all other competing charities 5000 The winning club, $25,000, goes towards uh, patron and racing facilities. So... Effectively, it's Rockhampton, uh, the north, I suppose, is Cairns and Innisfail fighting together, and Mackay up against Townsville, all leading up to that uh, finals day coming up on November 28th.
Yeah, this one's different too, and it has three individual race finals, doesn't it? It's got one for mares, I think, and then there's sprinters and different distances. So That's right, a, yeah. The Coral Coast Cup is a, uh, a mile race, a 1609-metre open. The Lightning is the 1,000-metre open, and then there's the Queen of the Coast, which is the Phillies and Mares benchmark 72-1400. All of them carry 50,000 prize money plus Cutis, uh, in fact, uh, plus Cutis X if the winner is Cutis registered. It's going to be uh, it's going to be a great uh, final series that goes through. And uh, if if you're talking about spreadsheets and you're talking about Cole Truscott, if anyone's got any concerns, just ring Cole for the Country Cups Challenge and the Stampede. He's got it all set out beautifully on the and these go up on the website. He informed me on the Racing Queensland website. So if you're unsure about anything, have a look at that on the website and give Cole a call. Uh, but all eyes turning to, of course, uh, this weekend, Tony, with the Aroma Cup, where the feature meetings for the country areas will be. What else have we got to report on next week on Bushbeat? Well, following on from the uh, the TAB program, uh, where are we today? We're at Rockhampton Thursday, Bow Desert. Uh, Friday, the Coral Coast qualifiers, as we mentioned, at Townsville. Roma Cup Day Saturday that will feature the Royal on 99 Roma Cup as well as the, uh, the Stampede Qualifier. Diggers Cup Day for Gympie, Pentland Cup Day for their once a year, Innisfail and Clermont also racing on a Saturday. And also a shout-out to the Rockhampton Jockey Club. They're racing this coming Sunday. And nominations, of course, have closed for some of those. And, oh, well, they would have closed now for the Saturday meetings, Clermont, Gympie, Innisfail, etc. It'll uh, be good to see those fields. And we'll be reporting back with that uh, next week on Bushbeat as we count down to these great Country Cups Challenge final and the Country Stampede. All looking forward to December 5. Uh, in Brisbane for the final. Just email me at barkersnews at optusnet.com.au if you've got any information, any stories uh, coming out of country racing. We'll be back to report next week on Bushbeat. Got to give a mention as well, the On The Bit Racing Australia uh, nominations have been uh, opened for the awards night coming up in February. We're out of time this morning to go through that in a bit uh, of detail, but we will certainly do that in the weeks ahead as we count down towards the, uh, the awards coming up in February. You'll find all of the information at the, uh, the website on the Bit Racing Australia. Uh, also details on their Facebook page. And that's also where you can find a podcast each and every week of Bush Beat. We uh, send that through to Maddie and Christy and Gavin and the team. And they're very kind to be able to share out Bush Beat each and every week uh, on, the, on the Bit Racing Australia page as well. We'll be looking forward to your great reporting coming out of Roma next uh, Saturday from next Saturday, Tony. We'll be back uh, next week uh, uh, with you on Bushbeat. Good morning to you. Good morning to our listeners. Good on you, Rob. Have a great week. We'll catch you next week. Thank you to Rob Luck and Andrew Watts for joining us as always on Bushbeat. We look forward to uh, Royal on 99 Roma Cup Day coming up on Saturday. If you can get out to Roma, check out their website and uh, Facebook page to be able to access tickets and the like. And we'll look forward to uh, catching up for a coldie coming up this coming weekend. And of course, Bushbeat is back next Tuesday on Radio Tab.